when I set up companies, I would massively overattach my identity to the success of that company. Um, and when you're an influencer, it's even harder because that's your name, isn't it? How social media has impact on everyone's life, right? That, you know, the perfect picture on Instagram or you know, like the perfect full video on TikTok is what is going to make you be more likable. Every single comment and like that you receive or the number that you you get on your video that has this biological and chemical impact when we talk about the influencer industry we think a lot about the influencer the creators but as we know there's a lot of people behind the scenes but in a practical way how can we actually create an environment that is it's more kind on social Hi everyone, I'm Mara Genovese here, founder and president of Energy Power, digital marketing powerhouse. And this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Welcome and thank you again for joining us and for being listening to all our previous episodes. We are super excited with the engagement we are having and to have your support to continue to do what we love, which is getting guests from all over the world, coming with interesting topics to present to all of you. So today I'm beyond excited to actually, you know, have one of our guests that we met uh, in London. And I'm never going to say that was by accident. I would just say that it was the universe that actually was putting us together. We sat next to each other and uh, we just started talking and then we talked the whole night. I think we barely have a dinner, right? Because we're just talking nonstop and then we had so much in common and uh, and today she's here and she's my lovely, you know, friend uh, that I said I met, Pop Jane. She's the founder of Happy Not Perfect, a brand that promotes and champions mental well-being through an interactive app and line of products. So Pop, how excited to have you here. Like, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm also having today a very special co-host that's coming all the way to New York. He's actually, he's from Paris, he's French, but he's living in New York. And he is our first hire of MG Power. He's our US managing director. And Rafael is on a mission to actually develop our business in US. And today he's in London and he's co-hosting this podcast with me. Thank you so much, Hafa, for joining us and welcome to our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here as well and be here with you too. And uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, so we know that the influencer marketing uh, is, is, yeah, is an industry where we, we need to make sure that we can create this as a gentler environment for everyone. So really excited to kind of dive into the topic of mental health with you, Poppy and Mara. Uh, as you said, Poppy is really kind of both in the well-being and social media space. So it's going to be really interesting to see the intersection of that. Uh, your cultural voice yourself, having launched your Snapchat's first chat show, uh, Pillow Talk with Poppy. And then uh, you're also one of the youngest board member of the Resnick Neuropsychiatric Hospital Board at UCLA. And also a select member of the Select Club of Forbes 30 Under 30. So it's bound to be a really exciting conversation. So again, welcome, Poppy, and really, really excited to dive in. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm 
really looking forward to discussing this because I just think it's such an interesting topic, um, especially when it comes to working online, how we look after our mental health. And obviously in the world of brands and everything that you guys do, there it's such a interesting discussion as to kind of where does mental health start? Where does it end? How do we look after it? Um, and how do we make sure that what we're doing in this arena is sustainable uh, for people's health, happiness, and also livelihoods? Amazing. And again, Poppy, I'm delightful to have you here. So thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, yes, yeah, so I think before we dive in into, you know, to the topic about, you know, the social media and, you know, like the influencer element and the brands, I'd love to kick off our conversation and ask you the question to, you know, for, for our audience and our listeners to get to know you and ask you, what is happy, not perfect? <laughs> um, well, happy, not perfect is uh, three words that I woke up with at 3 a.m. one evening. And I just remember them being this breath of fresh air and completely opposite to the mantra that I had been deeply attached to, which was be more perfect because life is better if, if you were more perfect. If you're perfect, you're gonna be liked more. And if you're perfect, you'll be more successful. And you, if you're perfect, then you will never make a mistake and you'll never look stupid and you'll never be embarrassed and you'll never fail. If you're perfect, you will always be happy. That was what I truly believed for so long. And suddenly I was confronted with these words, which was the opposite, which was this idea of happiness exists in imperfection. And that was quite a lot of thought gymnastics I had to do to even kind of get my head around that even being at all possible. Um, but when I dove into it further in the coming weeks and months, I started to realize that actually my desperate need for perfection was really the root of my unhappiness. It was the root of my insecurity. It was the root of my anxiety because no matter whatever level you get to, when you're striving for perfection, there's always a better level that you could be at. Um, or if you do something wrong, perfectionists have zero self-compassion. And so you beat yourself up and, um, and in learning this and going through a very long journey, um, I decided I wanted to build an app that made therapeutic tools and especially cognitive behavioral therapy more accessible because I was, I was really lucky. I had a mom who's a psychotherapist. I had the time to read loads of books about my brain. But I realized that I didn't always have the time. And there was often moments I was living in a different country to my mother that I couldn't have access to a psychotherapist. So I launched Happy Not Perfect, the app that took all the science behind happiness and positive well-being and basic mental wellness and put it into a digital platform. So it meant that no matter where you were in the world, no matter what age you were, no matter what gender you were, no matter what time of day it was, if it was 4 a.m. in the morning and you had no one to talk to, there was somewhere you could go to actually understand your thoughts. Wow, that it's, uh, that it's amazing. It's, uh, yes, as I was saying, clap, clap, clap. That's, uh, yeah it's crazy because like then when you say like we all like as a human being think that the perfection that's gonna take us to fulfill our own happiness yeah. and is actually is the is the opposite right and 
how did you realize like I know you're saying like you woke up in the middle of the night and you start thinking that do you think you are influencer like you're in, being an influencer or being out there as a TV presenter and you know being very exposure yourself as as a as, you know as, as someone that is so is well known within the media industry do you think that impact of the feeling that you're having of trying to just be perfect all the time was because the exposure that you're having at such an early age so do you think that you know that exposure that you're having being a tv presenter and influencer yourself has contributed for you to think that perfection was actually the equal like be perfect was to be happy And then one day woke up and then saw this all around you and said, no, maybe, you know, that's not, you know, the right way to think. So I just want to understand like how you as being, you know, as, as I said, as, as, as well-known persona, if that contribute for you to, to get to that stage and review your thoughts and, and change the way you, you think about happiness. Um, I think it's twofold. I think, you know, um, If I'm being really honest, I have to think to myself, why did I want to be in the media and in front of camera in the first place? Because I probably wanted that because I thought that that was actually a measure of success and perfection. Mm -hmm. So when I was 12 and 13, I remember watching the television saying, oh my gosh, those women who are TV presenters look so perfect. They must not have a problem in their life. They just, everything must be so easy for them because they look great on television and they are always smiling and they're hosting a television show. And I thought, well, if I'm like them, maybe I won't have a problem either. Oh, perfect. Oh, you know, and um, and that would then was a bit of a nasty realization because suddenly I then got myself on television. I was the youngest entertainment reporter at this news organization. I then moved to America, had this chat show with millions of people watching. And I suddenly looked around and thought, I've still got problems. Oh my God. Like, what's happened? What's happening? Where has yes. it gone wrong? I I, I honestly thought this was the route to no problems in my life whatsoever. Um, and so, so I think it was, yeah, it was that kind of illusion that I bought into from a young age. And then suddenly when I was in this position of, you know, being in front of people, then I think you go, oh, well, maybe I'm just not successful enough yet. So you fall into the trap of, well, maybe if I host a bigger TV show, ah, no problems will happen no when problems I host a bigger happen. TV show. And so you then just start, you just, you, the bar post just moves. So you just compare yourself then to, you know, more successful people in your industry. And, um, and, and, and then I think, you know, Our culture um, celebrates people who seem to have been very good at presenting mm. a perfection, um, been very good at, at presenting an image of perfection. And that has always been the case. We've had mm. media for, you know, the last 100 years that has always placed images of perfection in front of us created ideals for us mm -hmm. all to aspire to be like and to be conditioned uh, with and so uh and and the irony is even the women and the men in those photographs 
still feel insecure and they're the ones that are being put in magazines and on billboards and now on social media as these perfect specimens but they all have just the same amount of mental health struggles as the rest of us that we all have and this is a, is, a, is a good you know like paradox that we can do here because like you said it was started when you were 12 and 13 right and then the way at before at that time you would be like watching TV and getting inspired by the TV presenters and say, oh, one day I wanted to be there, but was not as accessible to get there as today is accessible for you to become a well-known influencer around social media, right? So I think now it's escalate to actually another level when it comes to the social media, because now you're scrolling down Instagram or TikTok and then you go like, okay, I want to be that perfect influencer or I wanted to create that perfect content and do the perfect video or I wanted to actually go to Mykonos to actually do the same photo that's influencer because she's there in that restaurant and she's looking cool and she's famous maybe if I invest that I will be the same so now I think it is escalating to another level of like you know how social media has impact on everyone's life right that you know the perfect picture on instagram or on like the perfect cool video on tiktok is what is gonna make you be more likable right that you're gonna then the success whereas before to you like you're like younger we didn't have the social media right so yes you could look at the tv presenter and say oh maybe one day i want to get there and i'm gonna work hard to get there but it's not everyone that's gonna actually have you know the success that you had to actually made it and shoot to that you know vision that you had they wanted to be so how do you see that now like how can we you know from your from your experience like what you're seeing now from everything in the past what has changed or or do you think now is even worth like you know just love to have your perspective on that because as as a company working with a lot of influencers and brands we see the struggle, we see them on the day-to-day, right? And, and it's our role here of engaging influencers to create incredible content, you know, on behalf of our clients, but also, you know, working with them that authenticity and being genuine and be real is what actually is going to make them, you know, different through the noise. But it is a challenge. And it's such a challenge because... In many ways, the industry hasn't changed. It's just um, shifted its delivery. So Mm -hmm. I guess when we just had four television stations and we had brands advertising on them, the brands are still advertising. They're just choosing a different way to advertise. And obviously that then is social media. So that becomes a business, as you guys know. And a business will always invite more people to play in it if it's doing well. So from a purely economic perspective, I think we can understand why this has grown. And I think it's important probably to keep that very real awareness of the commercial mechanism behind it. Um, I think when it gets dangerous and toxic is when we attach our personal identity too much with it. So the numbers and the likes become a representation of who we are or how successful our personal self is. And I once had a coach that said to me, our value never changes from when we enter this world to where we are now. We 
are exactly the same value. And I think that's really difficult to remember because depending on what happens in your life, you can suddenly have a good day because you've got a new job or then a bad day because you haven't been given a job. And I think actually when you are an influencer and your life is is dictated by who wants to work with you, that is really hard. So you've got millions of people who think that if they had more followers they'd be happier but then suddenly you have lots and lots and lots of people who have followers who are in constant anxiety over am I going to be as successful tomorrow as I am today and I think just talking about the the honest uh, reality of this industry that it isn't all fun and games and sunshine and posing pictures um is is it's actually quite nice because it, it it helps people in the industry to feel reassured that it's not just them, it's everybody. And I think it helps people to really assess, actually, is this what I want? Because a few years ago, I think there was a study done and they asked, you know, hundreds of thousands of teenagers what they want to be. And they responded, I just want to be famous. And now they mm-hmm. say that they want to be a YouTuber. And I think to myself, I'm not truly sure that that is what they really mean when they answer that question. All these young people now saying, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a YouTuber. I think they're truly saying, I want to be seen and heard. I want to be appreciated because that's what we all want. And regardless of what we do and the outlet, we, we try to achieve that in. And, um, and actually to me, the answer suggests we all have a responsibility to help the people around us feel more appreciated, that they don't necessarily need to be a part of this industry to feel like they belong, that they matter. And, um, and I think that that definitely seems to be growing that kind of understanding of us just being kinder in general. Um, and, um, and when you're in it too, and it's really difficult, when I set up companies, I would massively overattach my identity to the success of that company. Um, and when you're an influencer, you, it's even harder because that's your name, isn't it? Mm. So it's very difficult to separate your online identity to your personal one uh, when you're offline. But I, I think that's really where the work needs to be done, probably. And you were you were touching on kind of the importance of kind of brands and kind of attaching a person to a brand. And uh, for the brands and the marketers, uh, what do you think they, they can do in that space? I mean, we know that they're kind of uh, partnering with influencers, putting them in the spotlight in order to kind of promote their businesses, but uh, with social media and kind of people are definitely calling on brands to to be a lot more kind of present in the world, present in culture, and also kind of help protect kind of influencer. For example, a brand I worked with uh, recently called Urban Decay, which is a makeup brand, uh, they they support an initiative against cyberbullying uh, because just in kind of engaging in the beauty community, they realize that the conversation can also get quite dark. So uh, and that that really impacts both the people interacting in the conversation and the creators uh, were put, being put in at the, the forefront of the brand. Um, do you when you think about brands who are doing that in an interesting way or things that brands you wish brands were doing a little bit more? Uh, what, what comes to mind to you? You know, I think, um, you know, the example that you just shared with Urban Decay around cyberbullying is such a great example of how exciting social media is in creating so much social change having been someone who was talking about mental health 
2015 when there was literally no one talking about it I couldn't even have a, an investment meeting without people saying should we just change the word mental health just seems so scary let's change it to happiness um and obviously the landscape is very different now with so many brands getting behind mental health campaigns so and so 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 I've seen firsthand how a conversation can change fueled and accelerated by brands putting their brand dollars into positive and meaningful conversations that is good for the communities that they're talking to and also great for the brand because it actually forms real relationships that matter and I think more and more do I recognize that brands operate as in a way a personality in our life Mm -hmm. and I think that social media is really helping brands to evolve their personality um and how does this how do, how do we interact with, with our community's life in a way that matters that means something that elevates it in in a bigger way than just selling a product and I think they are doing actually they're being really successful and I think um taking responsibility for their um for their social placement in 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 someone's life um so I've, so I've seen so many positive brand activations in 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 many in many different ways from supporting uh supporting activations that weren't so popular 10 years ago to um to building people's careers that wouldn't necessarily have got noticed I have to say one of my my favorite campaigns are the brands that find people who aren't so popular and give them a platform because that then that's like a snowball impact because that person then can go on and have a completely different journey all thanks to a brand's elevation brands are arguably more powerful than media platforms yeah i think the brands they have the like because the responsibility is not just the influencer right i think the responsibility is also from the brand right it's just like how can they together collaborate in a way that they are educating right the audience and the consumers and uh, and creating a safe environment on, on social media i think is the responsibility goes to to folds as you said and and like in pop like because like the the environment of social media just changed so rapidly right so now we're talking about web3 metaverse nft virtual worlds and then you have tiktok and then now twitter you have you know you can share stories on twitter as well and then instagram every month loans and new tools on their platform where we can create more content in a different format so everything changed so rapidly right within that <clears throat> space and of course there is a pressure right also from influence but also from brand because you know every time is a new things come everyone feels the pressure of being there oh my god it's the tiktok i have to be there oh my god now tiktok is doing a live streaming i have to do a live streaming on, on tiktok oh my god it's nft i really have to launch my collection on nft so there's kind of like multiple you know pressures coming from everywhere uh from i from my side i see that's coming from brands as well because sometimes brands they go like oh my god we need to do everything because you know like if we don't do it we're gonna miss opportunity but we don't see like that because i think before you go and and be part you know of a, of a new platform or creating a different you know formats of content you need to understand why you're doing that right what's the purpose 
what's the added value that you, you are bringing to that platform or to that type of content. But of course, being on that pressure, you know, creates a lot of anxiety, creates a lot of a comparison, creates a lot of FOMO, creates a lot of insecurity. And how, how influencers, like we're talking more about influencers here, but how do you how do, how do manage that? Because I, I feel like from my point of view that they wanted to understand how better they can be into this environment, right? Especially the ones that are already well established within the platform that they're making, you know, they're living through their content. So they're paying the bills, they are you know, raising their family. So if they don't do that, what are they going to do? Because they've been doing that for so long, but now things are changing so rapidly. And they, they wanted to stay there because, as I said, that's their job. But at the same time, it's damaging their mental well-being, their mental health. And they don't know, know how to navigate that, where they, continue, they can continue to be there, but at the same time, protect their well-being. You know, I think it's a really, really big problem, um, in, in all honesty, because... I hate the word relevancy and you yeah. hear it so much in this industry where the people who are inverted commas relevant are the ones that are getting the jobs that everybody would like to do and they are to your point they're supporting families they're building their careers they're you know supporting their livelihoods and so it then becomes really survival because if you go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs we can't even begin to think about ourselves when we don't feel settled and safe with our basic human needs being met. So when your rent is being paid by the bills and this is the, the career that you want to do, that can really be very real anxiety. That can be fear of just surviving in this modern world that expects and demands a lot from us. And so I think it's important to actually validate the stress that it does create for people on a very real level so you've got that kind of survival stress and then I think it travels up to this idea of like well who am I who am I without a following if you're always performing then it's very easy to get addicted to social validation it's getting it very addicted to get um it's very easy to get addicted to social appreciation and and because for so long you have been you have been double tapped, whatever that means. It is a chemical reaction. I did a TED talk about this in 2015. It, every single comment and like that you receive or the number that you, you get on your video that has this biological and chemical impact where you're releasing dopamine and dopamine is a drug. So we are fully drugged up on needing this external affirmation. And again, that is just as difficult to get off as, as, as a drug addict to heroin. It's not easy, especially when you've got used to it for so long. And so I'm a huge proponent of just going back to the work, getting going back to self-work, whether that be saving up for a therapist, whether that be going on courses that really dig deep that get into the nitty gritty of like why do I need this um 
external referencing and how can I begin to internal reference? How can I begin to be my own source of comfort and know that my value as a person and what truly matters does not change regardless of, um, of what my output may be. Um, but, and valuing ourselves purely on output, it takes away the control we have over our self-esteem if our self-esteem is in the hands of other people and you know it just so happens that the other people may be on holiday they're not even checking their phone it's not like they don't like your video they're just not on, their, on your phone to like it it's you know we can have days where we feel really bad about ourselves through absolutely no real reason it just is circumstance that people haven't seen or the algorithm completely screws up and suddenly your content isn't being seen and when that turns into an existential crisis I, I I totally get it and that's why mental health and proactively looking after our mental health because it's it is our responsibility it's no one else's if we've if we've chosen or if you're listening if you've chosen to be in this world then it's even more on your responsibility to to be filling yourself up from within um because it is a it's it, it's all my friends who are actresses it's it's the same anyone who has chosen a career of being creative whether you're an artist you're an actress you're a writer you're a painter there's the same struggles like i often say being creative is a luxury because um there are many people who are who are creative but they don't have the luxury of that being their full-time job and so they have another job to then be creative in the hours of their day um which they they they, they, they are not they're not doing something else to pay the bills so um you know if you are being able to fund your life being creative I think that we should just really try to sit in as much gratitude as we can and for as long as we can because um it 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 definitely isn't granted to everyone and they may and other people may be just as talented just as gifted but they haven't had um the luck that maybe you have had to be able to turn this into something full-time and exactly that like looking at kind of the flip side as well because when we talk about the influencer industry we think a lot about the influencer the creators but as we know there's a lot of people behind the scenes uh, whether it's on the brand side or i'm sure you have like agents photographer producer that you've worked for for years we we have the team here at mg empower we're working with the brands understanding the needs of the creators and sometimes we can think really through the lens of the creator but it's also important to kind of think about that team uh, do you think kind of that base and kind of that foundation of the industry is considered enough when it comes to kind of mental health or they are also prioritized in this conversation it's just so it's so it's so difficult because i think this brings up a, a huge conversation as to yeah. where does the responsibility of mental health lie and I just have never seen it being successfully executed by anyone other than the person. Um, and in many ways, you know, if you can walk someone, you can create more water, right? You can walk someone to water, but you can't make someone drink. If I, And I can say this from a personal perspective. There has been so many times where, for example, again, my mother's a mental health professional, said, Poppy, you're working too hard, you need to stop working. I wasn't ready to listen. It was only when I was burnt out in hospital did I go, oh God, what were you saying again? And wow, okay. was I gonna, you know, and I could then have dived into 
well it was because of my upbringing it was because you know I felt it was financially insecure and this is why I worked so hard this is why I went into burnout it was because of that that wasn't going to help me being lost in a story of blame um or blame for you know the people around me in my business who were asking me to work more it was for me to set my boundaries it was for me to realize that actually I wasn't healthy and I needed to get help and so yes we will have a responsibility to be kind to each other and I've heard horrible stories of the industry especially when you go to the modeling industry be like you need to be thinner you need to be this you need to be that and so yeah that isn't kind so if there's a basic fundamental barometer of are you being kind are you not if we have a basic code of conduct to be kind I think the rest of it is really up to the individual because it is based on our conscious and our the way that we are programmed as to what we are triggered by. You know, you may be scared of dogs. I may not be scared of dogs. So who's to blame if somebody brings a puppy into the office for your anxiety? You know, yes, it's 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 deeply it's a deeply personal thing, and we cannot be and we are not mind readers. I cannot expect you to read my mind that you you know you should have known that I was afraid of dogs. How would you have known if I had not had a conversation with you about it? It is for us to speak up because we are all so intricate, we are all so complicated, we are all so detailed, and we all, we are all so nuanced that no one can be a mind reader. I love that you mentioned about kindness because like I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of being kind, right? Because I think you know, kindness generates kindness. But how to create an environment of kindness on social? Because it is just like the haters, you know, the cancellations and, you know, it's killing people. Like how many stories we hear like news about, you know, people being canceled on social, you know, the haters going and the bullying. So you know, in a practical way, how can we actually create an environment that is, it's more kind on social? Do you think that one day would be a possibility? You know, I have a great friend called Sheyi Akawowo, who's just written a book called um, How to Stay Safe Online. And she, in this book, and it's coming out in a couple of weeks, and it's brilliant. Um, And it goes through all of these self-care tips on um, how you could look after yourself when you're online. And in one, one, in one part of the book, she says, I think it's really important that nobody, that everybody knows nobody can win an argument with a stranger online. And I just thought that that was wow. just so funny <laughs> because, <laughs> because yeah. you see the level of arguments on Twitter and you're thinking to yourself, do you really think yeah. you're going to be able to change a stranger's mind um, based on 140 characters? And you're getting more angry, they're getting more angry, and nobody wins. Um, so I think actually it's, I think it's, it's social media is still so new, right? Like we've only mm. really been accustomed to it in the last 10 years. And so I think it's, I think as we start to learn more about it, I think we'll start to realize where the boundaries lie within it. And then as a consequence, not even engage with the mean comments, the toxic comments, because it's never about the person. It's always about the person who's sending it. Um, it's never about the person receiving it. And I, so- I, I've, I've, yeah, I, I totally agree. And there's so many like social accounts now that it's created just to talk badly about people. And then I go like, guys, like this is not about the people talking badly. It's just about, it's, it's all about you. 
right? It's, it's like, it's all about you because if you're taking the time to creating, you know, an account on a social platform to just been talking badly about brands and about influencers, like it's so clear that the problem is, is in that person that have created, right? Right. It's, it's, an, it's an outlet. And then you add in an, anonymity and then people kind of really feel like they can go at it. Um, but um, I, I once had a conversation with Joe Rogan, the podcaster, and he yeah. said to me, you know, happy and successful people always want the best for somebody else because they've got no reason to be mean or drag someone down. Happy and successful people like me. It's the people who are really unhappy with their lives are the ones that like send me hate. And he's the biggest podcaster in America. And I thought that was just so interesting. And it's so true. When you're going through a bad patch in life, you're going to be the first one to kind of tear someone down because it may make you feel a tiny bit better. But when you're having the best time, who's got time to like say anything mean? No, that's very, that's very true. And promoting kind of that positive environment is so, so important. And what do you think from a kind of in the creator's economy, like what do you think, whether it's brands or agency or who, who can kind of impact change and kind of what are the advice that you, you like if you had to give them kind of three, three basic advice or tools to use in order to kind of like help shift uh, to, to promoting more that mental well-being and that positivity, uh, what, what, would you, what would you tell them? I think to manage your time um, as a bit better, because I think it's really easy because social media is never ending. You know, you can always, you can always scroll, there's always more content. Um, but if you think about how we used to live as a civilization hundreds of years ago, we would never be doing one thing that much. We would maybe go to work, but then, you know, we didn't have lights. So we were, our lifestyle was, went with the flow of the sun. And, um, and social media is the first thing ever to be created by humans that never stops. And you could stay on social media all day, every day, if you wanted to, because nothing is going to stop you. You know, your phone charges, you have electricity, there's nothing really, you've got Wi-Fi, you know, you're not even being restricted by buying. I remember when I first got my first mobile phone and buying credit, like, you know, you would like every single word would have like three characters missing just to kind of squeeze another word in. Uh, and um, and then it'd be like, I'm really sorry, I've got no credit, I can't text you. Whereas now you have these kind of like unlimited minutes, unlimited text, unlimited internet unlimited access, everything. unlimited everything. And so that's what's really important for us to create our own limits. And um, I studied this ancient philosophy called Kabbalah for many years. And one of their main principles is restriction. Because, you know, if we eat, if we ate everything we wanted to, we'd become very unhealthy and have a heart attack. If everything in excess always has always. negative impact on us there is nothing in excess like if you drink too much water you can die you know and water is great so that applies to social media social media in excess is not going to be good for you um so that is probably like something i tried to practice but social media was created by very smart people to make us very addicted to it so yeah. it really takes a lot of restriction and commitment to be able to take yourself off it yeah and a lot of you know 
mindfulness i would say right so how mindfulness you can be like when you are like you know spending you know a lot of the time on social media and just like refocus you you know to something else pop now quick question before we end because like you know like this conversation is so amazing mm -hmm. we can stay here uh you know talking you know for from for, for longer uh but very interesting for you to define me define us filter filters and avatar what is the impact on those two on our well-being and mental health avatars and what was the second one filters futures filters, yeah filters to use the filters on social media instagram filters, oh so what do i think filters. the future what do i think yes. the future on social media yeah, so filters and avatars define that and the impact that on our mental health and well-being um, you know, I'm really conflicted in how to answer this because I think sometimes there's a conversation around this danger of the metaverse and how, you know, people are going to lose the art of interacting just person to person and, um, and the world is going to really separate between those in the metaverse and those not. But then I think, how could anyone be judgmental over someone's choice of the way they want to live? And for many people, the metaverse will be so exciting and it'll be so much more exciting than real life that I get it. They'll want to be in the metaverse more than they will be in real life. But who's to say that that is better? I think that hopefully we'll just just be better at I guess being more accepting of how people want to live their lives whether that be metaverse or universe and and where people find their find their joy and as I said some people will prioritize their avatar over themselves in this physical world and other people will opt more into the physical world and and find it too complicated to be operating in both so I think it's going to become really individual. I think probably more micro communities than ever are going to be created and it will follow this trend of it, uh, like, you know, it will follow the trend of 50 years ago, we were only watching five TV channels. Suddenly there were 30 and there were 500 and there were a thousand. And I think that will continue to grow where people will find more niche communities in, I guess, higher tech ways that was one of the most incredible answers about the subject that i ever heard and 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 i talk a lot about the subject of metaverse and avatars pretty much every day with you know different you know different brands and, and different you know experts in the industry but like your response just you know just set the boundaries like i think not to be judgmental I think is the way forward for every innovation and every disruption that the social media is trying to add into our life is just accepting, but also how can we be mindful on how much we're spending into each of those technologies, right? Mm -hmm. So like incredible, like pop, like I've learned so much from you today. I don't know if you feel the same. Yes. <laughs> so like, oh my God, you know, like, are you doing like, no, we need to do a course with you actually. 
Yes, like I need a second episode, like episode two with Poppy, please. <laughs> and also, like we need to have you coming here to actually talk with us and with our team. And like, what an inspirational like you are! Like, thank you so much for you know bringing such you know so much knowledge and and also not just the knowledge, but being through to your own experience and why you are where you are today is because your own experience, right? So I love when you're saying about your mom talking to you every day, you work so hard or you're doing that and then not of sudden you're in a hostel. And, uh, and it's such an, an inspirational that it's, it's coming from, from, you know, from somewhere that it's real, it's, it's you, right? So it's your experience that you leverage that experience and now you're out there using your influence to say, you know, let's together work in a way that we all can be health, not just health on our like physical health, but our mental, our well-being, our like energy as well. Because I always say that health is not just about, you know, physical, but just how can you be healthy on your your energy? How can you be health on your spiritual, like on your spirituality? How can you be like your mental, like mental health? So I think it's just so many elements that together make you feel healthy that sometimes people is just what you eat or how your physical you're looking like but no I think it's a it's it is it is a combination right and you are like such an inspirational thank you so much yeah it's such a fresh perspective like the, the the way you answer the question in avatar I had never thought about it that way and I think uh, you having studied so much kind of like the space of mental health and having kind of this mechanism about thinking about a new concept in a way that's more constructive and positive I think is beautiful and and yeah I think it's something we we can all learn from yeah no like in a great point from half like you're you're very positive about everything so you always see in a positive side even when we think there's not a positive side and i think this is a great lesson because there's always a positive side of everything is how you manage and how you see the positivity even in a challenge situation and we're talking here about like influencer social media and content but there is a way we can manage all of that but it's just like how can we step back and and look with a fresh perspective and find, you know, what is going to be better for you that you can be healthy using all the technology that is out there for us to use. I mean, you were amazing. Ah, oh, thanks, guys. That's so sweet. Well, really great questions. Super interesting discussion. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, God, we could talk for hours about it. It's so so interesting such a kind of like uh, anthropological kind of study in a way you know of like of people and like what's what's changed so much in the last 10 years so yeah fascinating discussion thank you for your questions thank you so much for joining us and then like everyone that's listening to us today please if you're not following pop just start following her now if you haven't downloaded her app download it now because it is she's just uh, you know she's someone that can help millions of people out there right in how to you know work through mental health and how to be more healthy mentally and you know everything we've been discussing today I think uh, uh, pop is uh, it's someone that you know can really change change I would say change the word I'm mean, gonna be too ambitious but like your your your, <laughs> your voice can can touch can touch a lot of people so continue continue to do what you're doing because uh 
it is uh, it is it is incredible so thank you so much uh and uh yeah so for everyone that's listening to us today thank you so much again for being with us here at the influencer marketing cover podcast really appreciate you we're very grateful to have this platform where we can bring you know incredible people like pop and i uh, hope you have enjoyed if you're not following us yet make sure that you do on amazon apple spotify and youtube and I'm looking forward to see you on our next episode. Thank you so much, Hafa. Hope you have me. enjoyed. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, Poppy. That was really exciting conversation. So uh, I will make sure to follow all the advice on the app as well. So awesome. Thank you. Amazing. Uh, My love, thank you so much. Very grateful. Thank you for taking the time for this amazing conversation. Awesome. Uh, and I hope to see you soon, please. Yes, definitely. We'll get something in the diary. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. It was such a good question questions amazing thank you so much everyone and i see you guys all soon thanks a lot